Hello. On goodbye. Not a goodbye. It's a welcome. Not necessarily. I'm Bartleby Nehi. And I'm Artemis Nehi. And we're the Kinetic Paranormal Society, a pair of socks in a magic wardrobe traveling through time and space, investigating the supernatural. And this week is a very special episode. A very special episode indeed. In which Bartleby hosts all by himself. Wait, hold on a second. You're listening to Metacosmos. Wait, that's my line. Ta-ta! Oh, man! Artemis! I, sh- I should have known he would do that. In fact, I did know he would do that. He should be back in about three, two, one, and... Three, two, one, and... Oh, right. Wait. Hold on. What happened? I'm, I-, I said it so that door now leads to this door over here, so y- you can't get out. You're kidding me. No, I, I, totally, I totally knew you were going to do that. So I decided in advance to make sure you, you like, were going to go through looping doors. So, yeah, there's no way out right now, Artemis. So welcome to another episode of Metacosmos. I'm Bartleby Nehi, and I'm here with my brother. And we're here to talk about metaphysics and existential dilemmas. You know, our motto, no metaphysical quandary is too big and no existential dilemma is too small. You know, I was thinking, Artemis. What? What were you thinking, Bartleby? I was thinking that maybe we should swap that around because a lot of people's existential dilemmas feel huge to them. And they're like, what do you mean no existential dilemmas too small? Of course, my existential dilemma is not small at all. It's huge because it's existential. And what do you think that would do? I don't know. Maybe... We could, like, do stuff for people if they, like, asked us questions on, like, social media. And we could, like, answer those questions in, in a unique way that only a sock could. Huh. And you think this is a service people want? Yeah, I, I think so. Anyways, yeah, so Artemis, welcome back to Metacosmos. It doesn't seem I can get out, even if I wanted to. No, no, you can't get out. Um, All these doors lead back here. And... Actually, um, that's really funny. You should mention you can't get out because it's like reincarnation. Everybody's like, oh, I just want to get out. But you, you can't. You're going to come back. And no matter what you do, you're like, well, this life sucks. I just want to go. And you're like, guess where the door out leads? It, it leads back in through another one of those doors. Oh, you're telling me. Yeah. So, you know, that's just kind of how it works. And it's like one of the few things I don't even think of reincarnation is necessarily like metaphysical because i think it's totally real well there seems to be a decent amount of evidence agreed so like i have a theory actually on like you know how there's like so many humans in the world in the year 2023 yes like 8 billion humans yes it's a lot of humans that's more humans than ever at one time been on this planet so it's like a lot and because there's so many humans there's not as much space for for animals that are like, you know, not homo sapiens, and that there's less and less of those than there ever have been. Yes, it's, it's quite sad, actually. It's a t- if, if you want to talk about existential dilemmas, that is one indeed. Yeah, but dig this. Where did all the souls go that used to be animals? Because there's a lot of, there are a lot, and there, there's no animal gigs in town. You got to get a human body. Oh. Yeah, so because there's more humans than ever, and less animals and bugs than ever aren't bugs animals okay yeah sure but because of that 
it's really, really easy to get a human body if you reincarnate nowadays compared to how it used to be. It used to be really hard. Oh, was it? Yeah. And what do you know about this? Don't you, aren't you trying to incarnate into different socks? Well, yeah, but when there were less humans, there were less socks. So, you know how that works. Anyways, so, yeah, um, there's, there's all these, like, of applications available for human positions in the world, like, and growing. Like, 8 billion, it's only getting bigger from here. So, anyways, yeah, it's totally awesome for anybody who's like, oh, I'm looking to get some human time in. It's the, the standards are really low right now. And so, like, for instance, if you're like, oh, those people are just a bunch of sheeple, well, maybe they were sheep. Don't give them such a hard time. Like, everyone's doing best with what they've got. And if you were just like a cockroach in your last life, and you're trying to be human now, it's a little confusing. You think that's how it works right now? Yeah, and, and you know how there used to be, like, like, more tigers, for instance? There were a lot of tigers, and tigers like to hunt alone. And they don't want to take care of anybody but themselves. And they'll eat anything they can get their mouth on. Yes, and what, what's your point there? Well, I bet there's the same number of tigers as there used to be in, like, giant apex predators as there are CEOs. And that's why all the CEOs are like, I'm doing such a good job of being human. I'm, like, the best human ever because I'm, like, totally winning at all the money. But they don't know... That it's like being a human is not about being the most money person and eating the most stuff. Uh, is this what our episode is about today? Well, you know, I, I was going to do a, a whole different topic, but we, if you want. I think this could be a, a wonderful little way for us to set some definitions. Okay. How, how do you want to define human, Artemis? Well, the definition of human that I like to use is anyone who makes an attempt to be humane. Anyone? Yes, just anyone who tries. Like, of any, any species? Yes, definitely, any species. Because I don't think human is a classification that necessarily is defining whether you're an animal or a non-animal, because the homo sapiens are definitely animals. Yeah, they, they definitely are. They have hormones and they poop. That's definitely an animal. Yes, but the problem is is that they're self-aware animals, and so they kind of give each other and themselves a hard time. Oh, man. Yeah, they do. It's really... Tell me about it. So, in that circumstance, it takes a lot of being humane and empathy and compassion towards one another and oneself to function as a self-aware ape, or whatever species you might happen to be. Yeah. Okay, anyone who attempts to be humane. Um, does that include... uh? Like, Coco the gorilla? Definitely. Coco the gorilla, would, I would count her as humane. She, she cared very much for her kittens, and she was very self-aware of the situation we were all going through. If anyone understood the existential dilemma of the world, I think Coco the gorilla knew. Agreed. So, I'm going to count a lot of dogs in that group, too, because I think some dogs hang out with the humans, the homo sapiens, and they get kind of a some of the human rubs off on them. What about cats? Okay, some cats, yeah. But I don't know about all cats, because they're, they're, I don't know. Is that a little bit of a cat prejudice you have there, Bartleby? No, I, I mean, like, like, I've seen some cats show me absolutely cool, humane behavior, yeah. But they, they kind of seem to be doing their own thing, to be honest, so I'm not going to sign off on that one. All right, fine. Do we have any other examples? Uh, do they have to hang out with humans to get that qualification? 
I'm I'm not sure, but I do think that being kind to someone that's not in your actual species or or near your genetic line, I'm going to call that part of the qualifications I'm looking at because that's part of why I count Coco the gorilla. Oh, is, is that kind of like an arbitrary thing? No, 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 because you know most species are invested in protecting their own genetics because of self survival and self keep. But what if you're protecting something else that you're not related to? That that's being humane. Huh. Okay. Oh, I got one. I've got one. Since co- corporations are considered people, are are they humans? Oh, no, no. Why not? They've got, like, a human resources department. No, no. Human resources department, their objective is to appear humane. But the objective of a, of a human would actually be humane. Oh. So someone who's like, if someone's just pretending to be uh, humane but they actually aren't humane. Um, is that a sociopath? Yes, definitely. That, is a, that would be what we define as a sociopath. Oh, so, so corporations are sociopaths? Oh, probably. They are, they're being run by tigers, you say? Yeah, sociopaths being run by, like a giant, like, mecha being driven by a tiger. Like a tiger on fire with, like, a bazooka for a tail. Okay, sure, fine, whatever. Yeah. Do you want to just stay with the definition of human for a moment? Well, we we were kind of like talking about um, the giant mecha corporations. Well, they're not really robots in that sense. A corporation is, is in a sense, its its own kind of AI, an artificial sentience or intelligence, because it is recognized as a person, except for it's done entirely without any form of electricity isn't required. You can do it with a stack of papers that document that this is a corporation, and the corporation would have different job descriptions written into it, and each of those are something like an algorithm. And the algorithm altogether becomes like an artificial intelligence and sentience of sorts that then operates this thing that is recognized as a person, but is actually some sort of sociopath. Yeah, sociopathic AI. Yes, exactly. Oh, wow. And they are recognized as persons, so that's an existential dilemma indeed. Yeah. You know how, like, most people in the world only have citizenship in, like, maybe, like, one, two, or maybe three countries if, like, their parents are from two different countries and then their parents birth them in another country? So, like, maybe three three countries tops, you could have citizenship in the world? But, like, one of those sociopathic AI mechas being driven by the tiger with a bazooka tail? Yes, yes, the, the corporations. Yeah, they have, like, citizenship basically in every country they do business in. So all they got to do is, like, just do a little business, and they got more citizenship than anybody. And even though they're not actually, like, being humane and being humans, they get, like, more rights than, like, any of the actual people trying to be humane. Yes, it's, this is quite the existential dilemma indeed. Yeah. Is there anything we can do about it, Artemis? Because. Uh, and I'm I'm starting to feel the weight of the world bearing down on me. Well, that is an existential dilemma. Yeah, yeah, definitely the weight of the world bearing down on me. What are, what are we going to do, Artemis? The world is being run by sociopathic AI. Like, everyone's doing the best they can, but there's there's not much you can do at being humane to each other when, when on top of you is this giant mecha driven by a tiger with a bazooka tail. Yes, um, well... I think I've tried to make it the general theme that we come back to the importance of transparency and accountability. It is an essential part of a healthy economy, according to Adam Smith. And Adam Smith literally wrote the book on economics. 
huh, so what are you going to make transparent and accountable to fix the AI that are going sociopathic and running rampant? Well, I would say we should probably revoke all of the S-Corps. S-Corps? What's that? An S-Corp, that's the documents that, that formalize and organize corporation. And the S-Corp then it has an objective to pay dividends to its investors. And that is the primary objective of corporation is to make sure that profits are made and those profits are paid off to the shareholders. It's like a being whose only objective is to eat, 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 and has no objective in being humane. That's the problem right there. Oh, so what are we going to do? Yes, well, we, we revoke all of the S-Corps. It's generally, it's not something we just do overnight. We have to be, first, everyone has to be made aware of the sociopathic AI that's running the world. And, and then the, the, the sociopathic AI might try to attempt to stop this, but we, we need to convince the sociopathic AI that this is for its own benefit. What's for its own benefit? What are we going to do? Well, we're going we're gonna to give them a new document. I like to think of it as a V-Corp. A V-Corp? What's the V stand for? Well, it's just the, a triangle with a little point at the bottom and two points at the top. And the bottom point would be the, the profits that the corporations are trying to earn. Oh, what are, the, what are the two top arms of the V represent? Well, one of them would be environmental health and the other one would be uh, social health, community health, literal health of the people. Huh. And, and how does this work? Well, every corporation would have three priorities to keep their customers and employees healthy and keep the environment they operate in sustainable. Huh. And what makes them say they're going to do this? They Wouldn't they just do the same thing they're usually doing, try to just get some profits? Well, actually, in this circumstance, if they, for instance, didn't follow the environmental standards or didn't follow the health standards, they could be sued. Right now, they can only be sued if they don't follow their profit standards. Their shareholders are like, I'm suing you for not giving me my money. The shareholders can't say, hey, you exploited too many people while giving me my money. Why would shareholders do that? Because they're humans. They're humane. Oh. Oh. Okay. Well, maybe that'll work. Not for a very long time. At this point, everyone just doesn't even recognize them as the sociopathic AI that they are. Huh. Well, that's a rough patch. I'm just going to wrap this episode up. Really? Are you, are you kidding me? We're going to wrap it up? Yeah, I say we just wrap it up right now because this is a great existential dilemma to leave it on. We're like, it's kind of a solution and it's still like you're sitting there looking at the problem and maybe the listeners can be so inspired to start discussing this problem amongst each other because that's the only way their elected representatives are going to hear this story because I doubt they're listening to this show. Oh, so you know people aren't listening too. You can admit it. Some people are listening. Like people, people listen. Okay, if you insist. So yeah, thanks a lot everyone for coming out. Metacosmos is produced in association with Humboldt Hot Air. I'm Bartleby Nehi. And I'm Artemis Nehi. And we're the Kinetic Paranormal Society. You can listen to the Metacosmos like wherever you enjoy podcasts. We have a great back catalog. And our producer, Isaac Bluefoot, he produces a bunch of great podcasts that you should listen to, like our other podcast, the Kinetic Paranormal Society. And it's like a reenactment of our awesome, super-duper adventures. I'm going to say they're great. You really need to be more convincing with that, Artemis. So yeah, you should listen to that. And Isaac also produces an unauthorized biography of Clark Kent, Superman, Son of L. And like, go look for it wherever you find podcasts, because it's like inspiring. And I think you could probably use some inspiration in your life. And another thing you could use in your life? Tell him, Artemis. Oh, 
Omen Quest cards. You should definitely get your own self a deck of Omen Quest cards. They can be used for, for playing games, but it's really more of a, a way of self-discovery and discovery with your friends, and you'll be laughing and giving each other, is it high fives? Yeah, high fives. So, yes, you'll be giving each other high fives, and you'll be having a wonderful time, and you'll be tapping into your creativity and making yourself more humane, because I think that's what everyone wants. Yeah, and also, if a super-duper, super-duper inspiration strikes you and you're like, man, I think Bluefoot's super awesome. I'm going to visit patreon.com slash Bluefoot and become a patron. You should totally do that. So, you guys are awesome. I think you're super great. This has been a super fun episode. Look out for all of those super giant mecha being piloted by tigers with bazooka tails. And bye-bye. I love you. So, can we actually get out of here? Because if, if all the doors, do any of them work? Uh, it'll, it'll take about an hour or so, but I think we can figure out which, which door will lead. I, I made a route out, but it's a little tricky. You'll see. Well, here we go.